Broadway's back, and it's better than ever. And we're celebrating one of its brightest stars. The curtain rises. Enter stage right. And there she is, Valerie Pettiford. She's what Broadway calls a triple threat, a Tony-nominated actress, singer, dancer, and not just any dancer, a Bob Fosse dancer. You've seen her in dozens of movies and TV shows. And get this, she took the time to Zoom with us all the way from Wales while shooting season three of A Discovery of Witches, which begins streaming in January on AMC+. And you do not want to miss her as the gun-toting mama Charlotte Duncan on The Family Business on BET+. The Giles Files especially loves her mic-dropping hilarity as Big Dee Dee on the sitcom Half and Half. You can catch those reruns on Netflix. When Nancy and I started this podcast, we would we we'd get together and we'd meet for lunch and we'd talk about all talk these about ideas. Who we want to talk to? Right? Who we want to talk to? And I was like, "There's this woman that I remember from years ago, and she does this character on Half and Half." And Nancy was like, "The stepmother," and I was like, "Yes, Valerie Ford. <laughs> she it, it's, it's the comedy is such a free and an improvisational thing. How how did you come up with that, that character? character? Made the show. It totally oh. did. The show oh, started. I love you guys for that. The show oh. started when you came on the screen. I mean, I love the girls, but it's the like there she is. is. There she is. What crazy thing what is she is is say now? <laughs> I remember the first time a man was foolish enough to let me go. I was an optimistic beauty, pinned my hopes on a married man who just cast me aside. I then took up with an Italian movie star who didn't mind that I was a prostitute with a heart. Of- <laughs> Wait a minute. That wasn't me. Phoebe <laughs> is insane. Please talk to us. I want to hear of my everything. Life. I want to hear everything. Time of my life. Yes. For me, coming from, you know, yes, I had done a lot of acting, you know, soap operas and all that kind of stuff, but this was huge. I had never done anything like this before. And I was panicked. I was scared every day for four oh, years. Are you serious? That, ta- that table read, every day, every table read, panic. Every week, panic. Because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, oh, okay, just go for it. You know what I mean? And what I did do is look at every experienced actor in my cast and steal everything they had. I mean, oh just... Gosh. For people who might not know, because when it's funny, when you said table read, my heart just sunk and I'd forgotten. Can you explain to people what a sitcom table read is like and why it can be so terrifying? Oh my God. <laughs> well, you get the script for the next week's episode and you sit there in a circle with your little name tag. Everybody got a little name tag in the cast, you know, the, the main cast. And then if you have any guest stars, they'll come in. But around that cast is all the producers and the network and this and costumes and hair and makeup. And they're like this. Make us laugh. You better be funny. Make us laugh. This better be a good show. Yeah. Every week and every week I felt like I was auditioning. 
Every week I felt like I was auditioning and every week I felt like I was going to get fired. Oh God, they hate me and I'm just going to get fired. And oh so um, for me, this is when the dance training did come in, the way I would rehearse so I could be prepared for the table read. Now, some of those divas, they'd look at it like the night before and come in and then that, 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 tell my Hopkins, oh my God. Oh my God. Snap, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, just brilliant. Mm -hmm. They barely could even look at it. Essence, all of them. They didn't have to look at it. Me, I had to study. I had to get my beats. So don't you find it highly coincidental, uncanny, and extremely disturbing? <laughs> I find you disturbing. Don't you need to get something lifted, tucked, or sucked out? I intend to get to the bottom of this odd connection. I mean, what qualities do men see in me that they also see in you? I mean, we're so different. I'm refined and sophisticated, worldly, and you're just about to give you a beat down if you finish that sentence. <laughs> see? So different. It was just absolute heaven. Terrifying on one hand, but heaven. It was a joy to go to work every single day. You know, wow. even through the terror. Yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. And Yvette Lee Bowser, you know, who created the mm -hmm. show, she's mm -hmm. just ahead of her time always, always. Yeah. Well, it's just another example of how it matters, of who's in the room making the decisions and shaping the yeah. characters. This incredible dance training that you have, that discipline, how that's kind of been the cornerstone of your acting, wouldn't you say? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. On one hand, a blessing, but then the other hand, not a curse, but of have to fight against how we train as dancers as opposed to what an actor should be, which is freedom. Dancing, you have to, um, we're looking for perfection. And so there's a certain mindset that sometimes um, hinders an actor. And so I've had to learn to let go of the dancer mentality to achieve what I need as an actor. Oh, that's, that is fascinating. I hadn't thought about the difference in perfection and freedom. Yes. That's, that's a lot to yeah. deal with. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was my uh, life coach in, in concert with my acting coach that we kind of figured it out because of the, the constant perfection, 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 perfection. You're not leaving yourself open to be free. Rhonda! Mary Jane. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Wow, it's like old times. Us ladies back together again. <laughs> Being Mary Jane, your character in that. Yes. The games that you ran on her were incredible. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Duh. But they deserved it. Uh-huh. They deserved it. They wanted me out. And I yes. knew it. <laughs> I had to fight for my rights. Damn youngins. The, the great thing about it. The great thing about being Mary Jane is my dear friend is Gabrielle Union. And this was the first time I got a chance to work with, with her. And I had to audition just like everyone else. And, and, and the people that were up for it were just extraordinary. So once again, it's the lock of the draw. You succeeded in getting me out of the anchor chair. You got yourself out of the anchor chair, Rhonda. If you would have waited, you could have gotten there on merit. But instead, you did it by discrediting me. Justin's help, of course. I'm sorry that it went down that way. I truly am. Oh, please. You know you are as far gone as I am. It's intoxicating, isn't it? That seat, the power that it affords. A drug like that is bound to lead to some bad choices. I don't understand how exposing your mistake is a bad choice. Mm. 
Time will tell. But then again, who am I kidding? You won't have much time. This is a young person's game. Oh, by the way, happy 40th. And then having to play that type of dynamic with a friend of yours, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So after a scene, I'd cut her down. I was like, you know I love you, right? You know I love you. <laughs> you, know I love you. <laughs> just, just, just to make sure you know yeah. I love you. Yeah. This is dangerous, honey. I'm sorry, I know this is important to you, but I can't get behind this. Something like this changes the whole equation. I mean, you really think that the cops are just going to... Uh, let me worry about the cops. I'm talking to my son. And anything you say to me, Elsie, is not going to change my mind. Your greed and your selfishness almost got real killed. And I'm not going to put another one of my children in that same position. You're doing this series called The Family Business on BET. Yes. Chippy. Yes. Duncan. Break it down. <laughs> Chippy Duncan. Oh, my God. Um... Probably the, my favorite role of all time. Oh. Wow. That's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely love this woman. I think I, I'm secretly wanting to be her. Without the, dr the drugs and the gun running and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I want to have a husband like Ernie and six strapping kids and rich and, and fabulous and Jeff, yes. What qualities about her really, like, you know, other than the drug running and the, you know, the violence. <laughs> what, uh, what gets it going on because, about her? Because she, it's the, it's the combination of um, the elegance and the, I don't want to say entitlement, but the elegance, but also street. It's that combination and it's more the street that a lot of people don't see me as. You know what I mean? Uh, that also that haven't gotten a chance to play. But if you really know me, you know me, <laughs> as my friend would say. Val, you know that's you, <laughs> real life. <laughs> so it's that it's that com it's that combination of you know being very wealthy now, acquired money, you know that type of privilege, and grow up with it, but acquired it, and so mm -hmm. that brings a certain flavor and attitude. But we'll cut you in a minute. <laughs> 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 wow. Great job. Great job. Not as good as you, Grandma. Well, honey, I've been practicing longer than you have. Ah, watch and learn, buddy. Watch and learn. <laughs> Some things you're going to have to do with repetition and practice, practice, practice. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what was that audition yeah. like, Valerie? Um, actually, it was an audition. I had worked with Tridestin before. Um, I've done a few of Carl, the great Carl Weber's. Uh, uh, I was in his, uh, The Preacher's Son and, and that series. Yeah, I, I kind of started, when they started, I kind of started with them, like, oh my God, years ago, doing one of their first movie projects. And we've been together ever since. When they call, I don't even read the scripts anymore. They call and said, Val, would you play this role? I'm like, yeah. And also it's the writing, it's the cast. Once again, it's who I work for and work with. They just mm -hmm. are extraordinary human beings. I have the time of my life with them. Life is just a bowl of cherries. Don't take it serious. 
us Life's too mysterious You work How did you know at such a young age that you wanted to go to performing arts high school? Because when I was 13, 14, I didn't know what I wanted. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, my parents said I came out and danced. You know what I mean? I was, you know, I was doing the twist at two. So I knew I wanted to dance. And I originally wanted to be a ballerina. And Margot Fontaine was my idol. How close yeah. to your experience at Performing Arts High was that movie Fame? Was that kind of the life? Kind of. I mean, we didn't da we didn't dance exactly on uh, taxi cabs. <laughs> <laughs> and at performing yeah. arts, I mean, you guys got such a well-rounded education. I mean, you came out of there. You came out of there and went right into the movie version of The Wiz. I mean, clearly you could dance, you could sing, you could the whole bit. Yeah. Um. Actually, I I left school. What? <laughs> yes, my junior year. Okay. So this is what happened. What okay. happened was. <laughs> Um, the, the audition for the Wiz movie for the dancers was right around the corner from the school. So on like 45th Street at That's the right. Delacorte Theater. And Sidley Lumet found out that a lot of the performing arts students had cut class to come audition. He asked those performing arts students to raise their hand. I did not. He escorted them out. <gasps> because at, at performing arts high school, you could not work and be in school at the same time, as opposed to professional children's school, right. where you could do both. Right. Huh. And right. so I was one of the ones that did not raise my hand. And I, I literally left school to do that movie. And then my daddy said, okay, you're going to take that money that you made, and you're going to graduate. So I, went to <laughs> I graduated from professional children's school. That's how school. that worked. Yeah, because uh, Performing Arts High School is a public high school, and they had certain right. rules about working and all that stuff. Huh. That's oh, right. that's funny. You are a trained Fosse dancer. Yeah. We both are just so in such admiration of, talk to us about what it was like. What it was like, what was it like to audition for him the first time you met him? Yeah, well, um, if you remember the opening of uh, the movie, All That Jazz on Broadway, right. you know, George Benson, don't, don't, yeah. and just a mass of people. That's how it was. That was no lie. Wow. Every kind of dancer from every walk of life would audition for him. So my very first, first audition for Bob was the movie, All That Jazz. And it was a thousand and one people. And I got to the very end, which was a coup. I was like, oh my God. And I looked down the row of these incredible people that were being finalized. And I looked down. And you remember that beautiful light-skinned black girl with all this hair, Rima Vetta, honey. I looked at that down and was like, okay, I know I'm not getting this gig. And, but that was my first time. And then the second time was for the national tour of Bob Fosse's Dancing, which I did get. Mm. And I had worked with the best of the best. George Faison, Michael Peters, Lewis Johnson. You don't get any better than that. To add Bob Fosse to the mix, um, was a dream come true for me. And that choreography for me just seemed to fit me so well. It just, it just, it was like I was born to do Fosse's choreography. And to get a chance to work with him, you know, on, and that first national company with those people was a, a dream come true. And I'll never get this little one little story. So now we have done uh, first preview and I think it was Philadelphia. 
and um, Bob gave one of his famous parties. And so I, you know, stroll over to Bob. I was in the kitchen. I had a Heineken beer in my hand. I said, so Bob, how am I doing? You know, just not feeling cocky because I was never cocky, but I was just excited. It's like, Bob, you know, hey, how, how am I doing? He looked at me and he said, um, you're not there yet. Ah. You get there, but you ain't there yet. I'm like, oh, thanks, Bob. And I kind of <laughs> crawled with my little beer out of the kitchen. I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> so now jump years later, I had auditioned for uh, the road company of Sweet Charity that uh, Debbie Allen did. And I auditioned for uh, Helene. And so I never forget walking on the Minskoff Theater and um, I knew Bob was in the audience and I said, and I had sang and I danced or whatever. And I said, so Bob, I yelled at him and I said, so Bob, you know that question I asked you years ago, how I was doing? I said, so how am I doing now? And he looked at me and he said, you're there, you got there. So I did not get that role, but he called me to do Big Deal, which was his last new musical the year before he died, which was what I was supposed to do. Right. Because not only was I in the show and he gave me all these incredible parts and he had me singing, he had me acting, but I also was part of his skeleton crew which helped create the numbers for the show, mm -hmm. helped give auditions. Now mm -hmm. I'm that girl in front wow. demonstrating and I was his dance captain. What exactly does a dance captain do? Oh, especially with a show that has a lot of dance. Mm -hmm. She keeps the show intact. She keeps it pristine. She rehearses the understudies. Mm -hmm. She puts new people in the show. But also the dance captain, for instance, there is a time where there's so many people out that you have to restage stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, make decisions, pull a person out because there are a lot of people sick and the show must go on. Right. So you have to be ready to either fill in, jump yeah. in for somebody's role that you've never done before or even a male role that you can get by with. It's a huge role and it was the most brilliant responsibility I could possibly have. Do you create, help create the choreography? With that you? was part of the skeleton crew. Okay. Mm -hmm. The skeleton crew, which I had the opportunity to do, that, that he would use us, it was five of us, mm -hmm. to help create what the show create was going to be. And yeah. The dance oh captain, um, unless you come in and, you know, as his assistant, like his, he had an associate choreographer mm -hmm. by the name of Linda Haberman, who was just extraordinary. She changed the face of the Rockets. Hmm. Uh, at, you know, to what they are today. So it, it depends on where, when the dance captain is hired. If it's, she's hired before, the, or he is hired before the show, then you'll probably help create this stuff. If not, then you just maintain the stuff. Mm -hmm. You ended up getting nominated for a Tony for Fosse, which must I have did. been- I did, I did. It was like a thank you. It was a thank you to my guy, I mean, yeah. I loved the relationship Bob Fosse and I had because I was very honest with him. Uh, if he uh, he say, Val, what you think? And I didn't like it, I'd tell him. 
Mm-hmm. No, Bob. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Wow. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he appreciated that because he knew I didn't have an agenda. You know what I mean? I wasn't trying to, you know, be all that, and, you know, get choreography and, you know, be a choreographer. That wasn't my agenda. My agenda was, uh, my mission was to, you know, be there for him, be his springboard, his sounding board, and mm-hmm. for the show to be great. How do you feel your career molded your personal life, your home Definitely. Life? I was married. Mm-hmm. Um, did not have children, but tried. And I really don't wish that on anybody. Anybody that's experienced IVF mm-hmm. and all that that goes yeah, with yeah, it, trying good. to have a kid. And mm-hmm. I that think that was kind of the beginning of the downfall of my marriage. Um, is that that pursuit of having kids, and you know, it just it just it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, especially at this stage now, looking back over my life, what I've done it the same way probably mm-hmm. um I really have no regrets mm-hmm. I really don't yeah. but there's a part of me that wish I did you know stay married and have the children and have a whole nother life um uh it takes a lot to uh pursue this type of career because yes. you have to be selfish you right. have to you have to think of self and and you know uh, a relationship some people can and handle it and, and blossom and grow. I did not, you know. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, it's a choice. And as I said, I have no regrets. Right. I have no regrets, but I'm not gonna lie. I don't, you know, think about it every once in a while. And oh. especially now at this age, now we're going into the next phase of my, yeah. of my life. I'm, I'm kind of cool with being alone. I, 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 I'm a kind of a loner. So it doesn't bother me too much. Um, but I also have the greatest friends and the greatest family. So I'm good. Even with incredible careers, women are still kind of rated in that way with I know. relationships yeah. and children in ways that men never have been. Yeah. Well, the old maid syndrome. And I, you know, when I hear that, I mean, we don't use that word as often, but it's still, you know, hovering in the background. It's like, no, 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 no. I, I actually, you know, at, at that time did make a conscious choice not to have kids because I want to pursue my career. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, why, do I, why do I have to be judged? Why am I yeah. less of a woman? Mm-hmm. You know, of, because, you know, I make those choices. So, you know, yeah. I'm a hell of an aunt. Uh, I know, I like being that cool aunt. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, is Nancy coming? Yeah, yeah. I'll be there, kids, don't worry. <laughs> as a performer and as a dancer, you always had to watch your, your weight how do you stay fit now? What, what's your diet like that could help a lot, <laughs> a lot of women who want to look like well, you? you have to know. I love y'all. I love y'all. First of all, I love to eat. I love food. Good God, do I love food. And I like big portions. I ain't no little mm-mm. Never have been and just, so not that I've had um, weight issues, but I can gain and I have gained. As a dancer, you don't have to worry about it because you're dancing all the time. You know what I mean? And you're young. Metabolism is working. But as I got older and I stopped dancing, I had to figure it out. I have to exercise and I have to eat right. I'm now a vegan, so that helps. But you also have to be very careful with veganism as well. You can gain weight. So that's, there's no, it's not a myth. Um, What I do is I do spin because of injuries as a dancer. You know, I have a new hip, thank God. 
I, I could use a new knee in a minute. So spinning is the best thing I found for me and Pilates. And, and then uh, once again, in concert with eating healthy and smaller portions and having, I have to have my cheat day. <laughs> or two <laughs> where I can, where I can have a, you know, like a box of cookies or whatever. And, you know, and then a pasta with, you know, uh, sauce and yeah. faux meat and, you know, all kinds uh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Here's a clip of Valerie as Emily Mather in the Gothic drama, A Discovery of Witches, which can be seen on AMC plus and Amazon prime. Look, the congregation, would have tested your powers when you came of age, just like with any other kid. But Knox, he wouldn't wait. He was obsessed with the idea that you would inherit your mom's powers. Rebecca and Stephen didn't want him to see you. I mean, that's why they came here, honey, to get away from him. Look, whatever Rebecca's reasons were, honey, she only meant to protect you. You were everything to her. Watching some of the episodes, it's like you wear no makeup. Uh, yeah. And all these close-ups. <laughs> and it's like, wow, yeah. she, she looks great. You I do. mean, I love you. Do you have any horrifying. makeup on? It's horrifying. Oh, no. Oh, no, stop it. You're good. Very You're little. Good. Very yeah. little. I keep saying, guys, give me a little bit more coverage. Some, <laughs> some, anything. Yeah. God. But, you know, you got to yeah. suck it up, which I don't mind. You know what I mean? I, I don't mind at all. It's, yeah. it's true to, to the character and what I'm supposed to represent. <laughs> the, the final question I just want to ask you is, is there some, any dream role that you still want to play? Something that, that's out <sighs> there or that you want to create yourself? What, what would that be? Dream role. Uh, let's see. I still, I, I really want to do... Um, as far as like television or film, I want to do, I love the Ocean 10, 11, and 12, you know, the George oh, Clooney. Yeah. And Ocean 8, Ocean 8 with the girls. Yes. I want to do one of them. I want to do one of them. I don't know oh, what yeah. it is. I, I want to do one of those. I gotcha. Theater wise, um, I, I still, it scares the hell out of me, but I would love to play Mama Rose and Gypsy. <gasps> Oh my oh, God, wow. that would be sensational. Just I, once, just I know, once. I know, I ah, know. It scares me so much, scares just me so much. Just to get that Rose's turn at the end. Yes, ah. ma'am. Yeah. Oh my God, because yeah. I've seen some of the greatest uh, yes. in the history of Rose's. You hear that, Soderbergh? You hear that, Broadway? You better make that call, because Valerie has got the chops. Check out just some of her credits. The Wiz, Frasier, The Blacklist, Why Did I Get Married To, Being Mary the Jane, The Family Business, Jumpin' The Broom, CSI Miami, House of Pain, True Blood, Half and Half, Blackish, Glitter, The X-Files, The Cotton Club, The West Wing, A Discovery of Witches. Thanks to the luminous Valerie Pettiford, she took the time to Zoom with us with a six-hour time difference while shooting in Wales. I mean, Valerie, you are a class act. The Giles Files was created by Nancy Giles and Nancy Wyatt, produced, directed, and edited by Nancy Wyatt, and recorded at our illustrious studios in Weehawken, New Jersey. 
We'll be back soon with another Bafo episode of The Giles Files. Okay? Oops. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.